Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovators Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Louder. Innovation comes in so many forms in so many different ways. We believe this entire Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is covered with people innovating. We designed this podcast to highlight the innovative things those business leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, problem solvers, the real innovators are doing day in, day out. As always, this show is brought to you by my company, Louderco. We find companies' profits through artificial intelligence and better operations. Like when we helped a massive Fortune 500 company build out their AI strategy to create breakthrough new food and beverage categories. Or when we redesigned the operations of a $100 million services company to add $10 million in net profit to their bottom line. To learn more about us, head to our website, louderco.com. Be sure to download free guides and presentations like our Intro to Artificial Intelligence presentation, or see if your company's even ready for AI through our AI readiness assessment tool. We're about to get the show started. If you like what you hear, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribed and left us a review. And now, enjoy our guests and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Dallas Space Innovator Show brought to you by Louder Co. I'm your host, Andrew Louder, and I'm here today with our very special guest, Glennie Green. Glennie is the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Business Development at marketing and PR firm Jaffe. She's also my fearless group leader for my Provisors group. Uh, Provisors is a professional services networking organization and I really, truly have enjoyed being in Glennie's group for the last year or so and getting to know her better and expanding my network. I've also had the chance to see Glennie in action as a marketer, and she truly is a consummate professional in everything she does. I'm so thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome to the show, Glennie. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. So I'm excited to talk about your work at Jaffe, talk about provisors, but generally I love to kick the show off with just letting the guests give us a a one to two minute bio. So tell us a little bit more about Glennie. Okay. Okay. Like you said, I'm the SVP of marketing and business development at Jaffe, which Jaffe is a full service marketing firm that works exclusively in the legal industry. And my focus or specialty within Jaffe is being a business development advocate and advisor for attorneys at professional firms. So that's really, um, I guess what you could say, my my heart and soul with my career is I love the business development coaching side of what Jaffe does, but Jaffe is a full service legal marketing firm. Got it. Got it. And so what... uh essentially what brought you to Dallas, or I guess technically you're over in Fort Worth, right? Yes. Yes. I live in downtown Fort Worth. Um, But what brought me to the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, was actually I moved here almost 20 years ago, and uh, it was really just for a change of scenery. I'm originally from Amarillo, born and raised, so um, what most would consider a small town. So I always thought it would be uh, pretty neat to live in the big city in Dallas, Fort Worth at that time was the nearest biggest city to Amarillo. So moved for, uh, to just see what it would be like. And sure enough, I uh, hit the ground running, met a lot of great people. And next thing you know, 
you know, make one decision to accept one position and it just snowballed from there. And I am 20 years later. That's awesome. And I think it's interesting how we met. Um, Uh (laughs) If I recall, yeah, correct me if I'm off on this, but, uh, and I think the youngsters say you slid into my DMs or something right? over at, uh, on LinkedIn, right? I, you sent me a message yeah, and it forever changed my life, frankly. So um, we've had Robert Plotkin on the show before. He's, he was a great guest and um, you reached out to me uh, you know, to just say, Hey, I have a, a client of mine and you know, he'd love to kind of talk more about AI and mm-hmm. can I introduce him? And um, yeah, that was at least my side of the story. Yeah. yeah. Is that, uh, does that jive with your side? Absolutely. And actually, I'll, I'll take you back a little bit further. Um, that was actually at the same time that Provisors was looking to plant the flag in Dallas. That's right. Yeah. And so they were they were courting me to become a group leader of one of the groups. And uh, told me all the great things about provisors. And then I literally had lunch with them one day. And then this uh, gentleman, Robert, that you Mm -hmm. spoke about, he is actually a provisors member in Boston. And um, he and that was one of the reasons I was even looking into provisors. He had asked me to check it out in more detail before he had joined. So anyway, Going back to provisors told me how great they were at connecting people. Mm-hmm. That very day, I got a call from Robert and said, hey, would you know anybody that is an expert in AI? And if so, could you help me? You know, would you facilitate an introduction? So I thought, well, now's a great time to put provisors to the test. So I even there you have remember, it. I called them up and said, I need a referral. And they gave your name that you were considering joining the same group I was. And it just went from there. That's right. And I think just um, prior to your message, I had just spoken with Mike Monet, who is the the market leader here in Dallas for Provisors. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was some kind of scripted ploy uh, <laughs> that was set in motion to uh, to attract me to Provisors. But I'm thankful that it, clearly it wasn't. And as I've gotten to know you and Mike, better. I know that's not how you do things. So I think, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it was, it was uh, incredible. I mean, I, I found out about Provisors. I was connected to Mike, Mike and I spoke and literally, I think a few days later, here you are reaching out to me mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and, and the rest is history. And I'm, uh, I'm jumping the gun here, but I've invited Mike to be on our show as well. So okay. uh, there will be another episode coming up with Mike Monet. Uh, here in the future. So, that will be- um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but you know, Glenn, you've told, you mentioned a little bit about Jaffe. We've talked a little bit about provisors. Um, let's talk a bit more about Jaffe. You mentioned you focus on the legal industry, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing or you face or resolve for your clients there in the legal industry? Okay. So my clients are attorneys and law firms that are seeking help with all things marketing, such as PR, business development, website design, digital marketing, you name it. Um, Even we have clients that uh, they need our help seeking those awards, such as, you know, industry awards or something like chambers. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So you name it, if it is involved with legal marketing, we do it. And we're, we uh, do marketing exclusively for law firms and for the legal industry. Um, their biggest challenge at this very moment would be finding ways to stay connected to their clients in the virtual yeah. world we're in. Okay. Since they can't meet with them in person. And so, and then one of their biggest challenge with respect to prospective clients and marketing themselves and their firms is actually because of this pandemic. Um, you know, we no longer are having in-person conferences and opportunities. That's, that was always a key, uh, tool, I guess, in the marketing toolbox for attorneys to participate in these conferences, to be a speaker, you know, that that was how they opened up their network and were able to meet people. And those things have been taken away, of course. So uh, our biggest challenge at this very moment has been helping our attorneys get creative about keeping themselves out there and relevant with their clients and their target audience, their prospective clients. Mm-hmm. So then along those lines, what do you, what's changed? What have you been doing differently with your clients to get out there more? Well, the first thing is, of course, you know, we all know LinkedIn, uh, you know, took this huge increase uh, as far as being a part of everyone's lives. I mean, we're having attorneys that are actually coming to us and saying, you know what, I held out as long as I could utilizing LinkedIn. Now I know it's a necessary thing with the way mm-hmm. things are. And so um, beyond the usual LinkedIn training and, and helping our attorneys get up to speed on that, we're also helping them identify creative, but yet very sensible touch points or reasons to be contacting someone. Um, we're also helping them get their content distributed via publications, reporters, obviously social media, um, a lot of firms, I am proud of the legal industry, quite honestly, as quickly as they did pivot when all of this happened, because um, we honestly were afraid that budgets were going to be cut. Typically, when there's a downturn in the economy, right. something like this happens, law firms tend to, the first thing they cut is their marketing budget. Mm-hmm. And so we were braced for that. And um Honestly, a month into it, so probably even before mid-April of last year, all of a sudden, I guess it it dawned on the firms. You know what? We've got downtime. Now's the time more than ever to reassess mm-hmm. the website, reassess our digital presence, um, take a look at my contact. You know, an attorney on an individual basis. You know, taking a look at his contacts and it. You know, when's the last time you spoke to somebody? When's the last time you checked in on someone? That type of thing. So mm-hmm. this actually allowed time for people to rethink maybe what they thought they didn't have time to do before, if that makes sense. It does. So I imagine there was a time there at Jaffe, as with all companies, when the pandemic hit, kind of like, oh, oh, you know, what do we do now? Right. Mm-hmm. How do we adapt to this? Um, and maybe take us behind the scenes when you know, at Jaffe and this is all happening around you. Like, how did you guys come together and determine your approach like, to, to yeah. resolving the new issues that you were, we were all facing? You know what? We were at a, at a huge advantage because Jaffe was already a virtual firm 
of mm. the 42 years in existence that Jaffe has been around, I would say 39, 40 of those, we've been virtual. And so incredible. Wow. Uh, we didn't have to pivot, but we were excellent coaches then to help our clients pivot and help them understand um, not only from a technical aspect, but then also quite honestly, from an emotional aspect, from a productivity aspect, um, a culture aspect, we were able to help our clients out a lot by giving them basically those been there and done that tips and pointers of being virtual and how to keep the lines of communication open. Um, and not only open, how you have to even probably work on them even harder because you are not seeing this person day to day in the office, you know, not seeing your staff, um, not having that social interaction. Um, we um, already had a good idea of what Zoom fatigue fatigue was too, as well. Oh, yeah. So we were able to help our our clients through that. So again, we were in a great position. Um, you know, it's still I'll, I'll tell you what it changed for us. I personally would, even though we were virtual, uh, personally I would get out of my own home office and work from a client's office occasionally just to have social interaction. And, and so, you know, obviously I couldn't do that anymore. So uh, we were feeling everybody's pain that, that our clients were as well. So I think just having that ability to say, Hey, we know how you feel. And here are just some simple tips or pointers of how to push through this or, or how to even change it up a bit. It was very helpful. Yeah, that's good. And I've, I've kind of gone through that personally myself, all right? And I'm, I'm thankful for organizations like Provisors that I think has, from my standpoint anyway, forced me to um, be intentional about maintaining uh, you know, the networking. And, you know, I'd love to dive a bit into Provisors now. So, you know, Provisors originally was solely in person. Right, um, and then they entered the Dallas market about you know, probably the worst timing ever, but also the best timing ever in a way. Uh, what was it about March or April of last year of, of twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah, they technically wanted to launch, quote unquote, launch five new groups in Dallas on April first. Well, the pandemic, I guess, officially for us, as far as the local area is concerned, you know, was mid March. Yeah. So, in fact, we had we I had been visiting with provisors and met was able to meet them in person in January and February. And so I did get to meet uh, some of the leaders, including Mike Monet. But uh, as far as anyone that's in our group, we had never met in person once. Right. And, you know, for provisors to pull that off, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, all virtual. So it's like we we don't even know the difference right, between yeah. uh, pre pre COVID provisors and, and post COVID provisors. Um, I feel like once we do go all all live in person, it's going to feel like uh, you know we're coming out of a cave or something. Like uh -huh. we're just finally back to civilization in a way. I think it's um, feel like a reunion. 
Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't seen you in years because we actually get to see you, you know, get to see each other face to face. It's I'm looking forward to it. Very excited for us to be able to meet in person soon. Um, Glennie, if you let me, let me pick your brain on something here. Um, social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody like me that I, I'm, I think I'm what they call a lurker on social media where it's like, you just kind of go on it, you read stuff and you don't interact, you know, do you come across a lot of that or like what, what, what do professionals like myself need to do, let's say, to just kind of crack crack the code or get out there more? What would you advise somebody like myself to do? You know, that's the exact question that my attorneys have given us this year. Because, again, since the pandemic hit, they found themselves where LinkedIn was their only marketing tool that they had. Right. So, um the first thing we had to do is to coach about being genuine, really, on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. First of all, don't go out there and connect with everybody just because whether you know, you know, especially the folks that you have no connection to whatsoever, um, uh, you know, don't go out there and just connect with people randomly. But then even with your current network, if, um, you know, increase how you're uh, commenting on the, on posts or, Mm. or reacting to their posts, but again, do it in a genuine way, um, you know, probably gradual, not overnight that suddenly you're, you're posting or, or that you're commenting on everybody's posts. Um, but then, and, and the way to ease into that, and again, attorneys found more time on their hands, whether it's their firm that was producing content or if they were out there reading and finding interesting information and content that they wanted to share, we would work with them to, again, sensibly and creatively share it, you know, make it, make it a, a good reason of why are you sharing this, that it's not just random. How does it tie mm -hmm. back to what you do? And um, so that was really a lot of it is become more active. Yes. But, you know, be strategically active about it. Um, and then we did a lot of coaching on just changing up your LinkedIn profile a little bit too, to make it stand out. Um, in other mm -hmm. words, don't cut and paste your bio from your firm's website <laughs> into yeah. the about section. Um, that's, that's a big no, no, but you know, as far as, um, I'm, I'm like you, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of the, the lurker. I'm on it all the time. Yeah. I read a lot of stuff. I see a lot of stuff. Um, it's, it's really what you feel comfortable with because I, I always tell my attorneys, don't feel pressured that you have to be actively involved with it because if, if it's, if you're not comfortable with it, it's going to show. So mm -hmm ease into it. And then you may even figure out that that's not your cup of tea. And, and, you know, those are going to be the folks that are really going to be excited when we can meet in person again, because that's where they excel. They really like the face to face better than the, the behind the screen type stuff. Yeah. And Glennie, as I mentioned earlier, I have seen you in action and, um, you know, I, from my perspective, I always feel like you're very thoughtful. You listen well you always kind of lead with a, um, you know, have you ever thought about X, Y, Z, right? And mm -hmm. um, 
and you have a knack for developing really great relationships or you seem to really care and be genuine with the relationships you, you forge. So, I mean, I could probably ask you a million questions just around all of that, but I think, you know, as um, somebody who's in the professional services industry, like, do you find that that's something that came natural to you just developing that approach or was it something you had to just kind of learn and grow into? No, I'm going to say, I think it came natural. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and honestly, the part of the natural part about it is, is I guess I'm naturally nosy to be honest. <laughs> so, um, or maybe curious is a better word. Um, I really do enjoy learning about people. Um, you know, this started years ago in a former life. I was a membership director at a private country club. And so it was my job to um, bring in new members to the club. So I would ask them all kinds of questions, including why, why do you want to join the club? Uh, do you, you know, what benefits do you hope to get out of it? And those types of things. But just the questions that the job required to, you know, just naturally ask of their membership. I I was curious. So I always asked them to tell me more. And then before you know it, I I found myself figuring out, oh, well, you told me you make these types of widgets. And just last week, I enrolled another member that they own a distribution company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let me connect you. So I would literally take them by the hand. Maybe they were both on the driving range at the same time. And I would take them by the hand and introduce them to each other and say, I think there should, yeah, I think there could be some commerce here. I think you could do some business together. And so I successfully, you know, next thing you know, I look up and I then had members coming to me and saying, hey, I am looking for fill in the blank. I need an introduction to the CEO at so-and-so. And, mm-hmm. you know, how, how can I meet them? Would you help me facilitate an introduction? And so that's where the connecting kind of came from. And again, the only way I knew how to connect people was I had to be nosy and ask them about themselves. And uh, fortunately, they would tell me. I guess I could get them to open up. So that's really how it all started, I think. Gotcha. And uh, clearly, it served you well in your time with Jaffe to this point. Uh, tell us a bit more about some of the services uh, that you, you specialize in or even potentially Jaffe specializes in. Okay. So, again, all things marketing for the legal industry. So, um, and it would probably be better if I can give you an example. Oh, that'd be great. Why a law firm would engage us or, and and this is a real life example. Um, One of my clients is a large full service firm on the West Coast and they didn't have a marketing department in-house. And when they began to um, pull together a job description and they thought they were going to start interviewing or recruiting and interviewing for a marketing director, it dawned on them they needed more than one person. They needed more than one function. You know, they needed a publicist. They needed a website developer. They needed a website designer. They needed business development coaching. And they realized that in order to, A, find this person that does does it all, which it, that person doesn't exist, they would, right. there's not enough time in the day to do all that. <laughs> You know, they really didn't have the budget to pay salaries. You know, that it dawned on them this would probably be five or six individuals if they were going to do it right. 
they probably needed to hire five or six individuals for their marketing department. And they just didn't have the budget for that type of, of, of salary um, push. So they reached out to Jaffe and which was great because they didn't need all of these positions full time. They just needed them here and there. And so mm-hmm. it was just a perfect fit where now Jaffe is their marketing department. Uh, I act as their chief marketing officer in a way. And so we're doing all of those things. We're doing a little bit of business development coaching. We're helping them get their thought leadership and their uh, articles uh, published. We're helping mm-hmm. get interviews with, uh, with uh, reporters. Um, you know, we're helping them with uh, getting recognitions and awards and rankings that the attorneys like to go after. So it's, it's literally a full service thing and work with them day to day. And uh, it's as if we're in-house with them. That's awesome. And you mentioned Jaffe's always been a virtual firm. Has Does that then mean your clients are generally all over the country? They are. Or, um, okay, yeah. so that probably didn't change much with COVID, did it? No, it didn't. In fact, it just, it, it increased. Um, as, as your business is, so is ours. A, a lot are, you know, our biggest um, uh, the biggest way, I guess, that we get our clients is by referrals and word of mm-hmm. mouth. And so it has, Same been, here. it's, it's taken off actually in the last. That's incredible. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, Glennie, let's do this. I think it's time to enter the lightning round. Okay. All right. So we're going to jump into probably, some questions that are more on the personal side. Some will be a quick answer. Others will probably dig right into, but uh, are you ready to go? Sure. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. So what do you wish you had known when you started your career? You know, meaning like if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell yourself? Two things. One, I wish I'd known that the legal marketing industry even existed. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I, uh, most people in this industry will tell you they fell into it. Um, and so, and there's a lot of people who are honestly quite surprised when I even tell them what I do. They didn't know this type of career exists existed. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had known that it existed so that I probably could have obviously studied towards that. Um, but then probably the other thing is I would tell my younger self, have a thick skin and, um, you, you have to, you have to be pretty determined. Um, you, you can't let your attorneys give up on you on the first deal, uh, or give up on themselves. Honestly, is what I mean. I'll have attorneys that kind of want to throw in the towel a little sooner than they should with respect to, trying out a a marketing tactic or whatever. And so I've had to teach myself to not let them give up on themselves and, and keep pushing them. Yeah. I think having a thick skin is so vital. I I think um, a lot of times uh, we see a lot of the big successes out there and it feels like it's always an overnight success or an instant success. Mm -hmm. And, Uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize is how many lumps have to be taken before you actually achieve that success. And so having a thick skin is huge. I think 
Yeah, Louder Co's coming up on our fifth year. And um, oh, wow. I rem- especially year one, year two, uh, you know, that was probably the biggest learning I, I had to accept was uh, getting and developing that thick skin. So I think that's great advice. Um, who or what has influenced you the most? Uh, the who is going to be my parents for sure. Um, extremely hardworking individuals and, uh, they, they raised me in an environment to where, um, they always encouraged me to find something in common with, with anyone I come into contact with. And, and that's enabled me to have, you know, be able to strike up a conversation with, with just about anybody. And, and again, that's probably what made me so nosy and wanting to find out about people and learn about people. And then probably the what that's influenced me, uh, in a sense, has been my parents as well. They're both mm-hmm. cancer survivors, lung cancer survivors. Wow. And at, at different times, 30 years apart. Um, wow. It's crazy. So seeing their resilience and knowing that you can't take one day for granted, I try my very hardest to live that way. So that definitely has influenced my outlook and my approach to a lot of things. Wow. That's incredible. Um, What would you say is something you're learning about right now? (laughs) Uh, Professionally or personally? (laughs) Let's hey, you open the door to both. Let's talk okay. about both. <laughs> okay, so let me say personally first. Um, since the pandemic and right well, just before the pandemic, uh, in mid-January, I closed on a condo in downtown Fort Worth. All right, congrats. And thank you. Well, of course, since the pandemic, when you're and this happened to everybody, you're sitting and looking at the same four walls and you realize, oh, I could I could knock that wall down or I could mm. model this or tile that. So what I personally have learned is I'm actually getting pretty handy with some remodeling things around my condo. So um, I'd like to say I've mastered the art of tile work and um, flooring. I've dabbled in flooring. Um, Very cool. You know, so uh, fun stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly it's rewarding. You know, I can look at the stuff and see that I've done and see the, pick out the little mistakes, but it's still rewarding. That it was something that I did. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No. Um, so professionally what I'm learning is, um, again, it, it, it seems like one thing about this career and working with attorneys and the more experience that you get working with, with attorneys and law firms just when I think I've seen it all and heard it all. Um, you don't, you know, something else comes up and it's, it's great though, because it just, it just, it piles on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now I find myself speaking with my attorneys and handling questions that, you know, I probably wouldn't have known the answer to two, three years ago, but yeah, now that with Jaffe, the way that we're, we work, we're able to really be boots on the ground with our attorneys. I mean, we're right there on the front lines. We're, we're in the thick of things with them. And, and every firm is different. Every attorney is different. So we're learning things constantly. And, and all that does, again, is it just makes me a better advisor to 
my other clients into future clients. So it's, I guess, long way of answering, learning every day from, from just what's happening with our, with our attorneys and our law firms right now. Absolutely. I, I know doctors um, are in their own um, arena completely, but there are times where in our, in your world, in my world, uh, we've got to be constantly learning, right? And staying on top of what's new, what's working. And so um, in some regards, you know, our education never ends. Uh, so we've got to be valuable to our clients. So what's your coffee of choice, Glennie? <laughs> That's funny because my friends call me a ninja because I don't drink coffee. What? Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. <laughs> wow. I love. I admire that. I love walking into a Starbucks. It smells amazing. I just don't like the taste. Hey, that's fair. What about, are you then a tea drinker? Because it seems like if you're not coffee, you're tea yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I enjoy tea. And, and then my vice is Dr. Pepper. Ah, okay. Got it. And what about your adult drink of choice? I feel like I know what it is, but fill us in. You know, actually, and you may not know this, but in, in downtown Fort Worth, there is a restaurant named Grace, and okay. they have a drink called The Seven. And I don't okay. know what it's made, what the ingredients are. I just know there are seven ingredients, and that's the reason. That's how they came up with the name. But it's very refreshing. Mm. Um, it's a great happy hour drink. And uh, honestly, yeah. it's one of those that's kind of, you know, it's it's the the one one is good enough. You you should probably <laughs> Yeah. We're going to need to head over and try, I'm going to need to head over and try that with you. Yeah. How about that? Um, I'm, I'm due for my second vaccine here soon. And I Me think too. once I get that, I'll be, I'll be going gangbusters again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, Me. uh, yeah, I know we're, we're due for, we're long overdue for an in-person, uh, happy hour. So yeah. let's plan on that. Definitely. Uh, what all books are you happy. reading? Oh, sorry, Glenny. What did you say? No, that's fine. I just to tell you, I was, I'm all about happy hours. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So what are you reading right now, Glennie? Well, I had a friend of mine send me a book that is, because um, usually I'm a big fiction reader. I like to just kind of let my mind relax instead of trying to read self-help type stuff. And But this book is um, Get Over Your, your Damn Self. Um, oh, yeah. The No BS Blueprint to Building a Life-Changing Business. And I had a friend of mine, I wouldn't have it otherwise, I had a friend of mine send it to me the other day in the mail. So just started it and uh, like it so far. And uh, because the author, she's very straightforward to the point. And uh, but she's she's very humorous, too. So looks like it's going to be a good read. It feels like there's been a slew of books that have come out with those kinds of titles. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I'm drawing a blank right now, but I think one's like uh, how to be a badass and uh-huh. a few others, right? Um, very intriguing. Good reads, some of them. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't made my way to that one yet, but might need to. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, are you listening to any podcasts or anything? I The last one that I finished was, uh, it's, it's a podcast that Texas Monthly did. Mm. And it's called Tom Brown's Body. 
which it's about a senior in high end um, at the time. He was a senior in high school in Canadian, Texas, which is a small town about two hours from Amarillo. It's up in the Panhandle. Um, very familiar with it. I have childhood friends from there. But uh, he disappeared when he was a senior, and it's still a mystery. They they have since found his body, but um, they have no idea, and and they they truly believe it's a deep dark secret walk away inside the small town of Canadian Texas that that everybody knows, um, you know. And uh, but anyway, it's it's a really good podcast and I listened to it uh, actually driving home to Amarillo one day and um, oh, cool. up the whole five, six hour drive. So, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's interesting and it's a, it's, it's a very interesting case to continue to follow. Yeah. That's you've piqued my interest. I'm going to have to check that out. And isn't it strange how is, is Texas the only state that has city names after other locations? <laughs> Like Paris. Canadian, Texas, Italy, yeah. Yeah. Paris, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. 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 I wonder if we're the only state that does that. Um, Glennie, are you a morning person or a night person? That is a very good question. And um, maybe I've been hanging out with attorneys too long. So I'll give you that answer, which is it depends. Yeah. Um. You know what? I found myself since this has happened in all seriousness, um, and you're probably experiencing this too, since we're all working from home, there's no such thing as a nine to five anymore. And, you know, people are responding uh, and, or, you know, they're online, they're working at seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, yeah. And then some people are online and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've been online working at four or five in the morning and primarily I try to get online before everybody else does because it seems like I can get more done. But um, that's something else that we're coaching our attorneys on and helping them with is they feel like they have to be that they have to respond at eight o'clock at night. They've now trained their their clients to that they're going to get a response at eight o'clock at night or over the weekend. And so now, even though folks are working from home, they have lost that in my opinion they've lost that true work-life balance because now work is completely invaded home and um we can't get we can't disconnect now i'm guilty of it and so um i would have before said i'm probably a morning person but now i've almost become morning and night and (laughs) You know, I, I hit the wall. I hit the typical, the proverbial mid-afternoon wall all the time, but it's hard. So you've become a 24-7 person. I don't want to say 24-7. We're going to say 18. 18-5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Good to hear. And along those lines, what do you look forward to the most each weekend? You know, if the weather's nice, of course, and you know this, um, I love to go motorcycle riding. If the way, and we're we're in that season now, so that's really good, probably going to be my weekends are consumed with that. Um, or uh, we, ha- you know, I have a um, big fifth wheel RV toy hauler that I haul my motorcycle in, and that oh, wow. uh, a group of us, a lot of friends, we we like to go down to the hill country, for example, and camp out in Camp Wood. 
Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful area around Bandera. And so we're planning a trip to do that soon too and ride the motorcycles down. So we look forward to that. That's awesome. What got you into motorcycling? You know, I've been around it all my life. My mom and dad both rode when I was young. Um, and um, But n- not all the time. I, I think probably they stopped riding when I was about five. But So I've been around it all my life. And then a uh, dear friend of mine who's also a fellow ProVisors member with us, Kathy Barrow, yes. her and her husband got me back into it. Um, and about... 11 years ago, 12 years ago, and we've been going strong since. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know, there's, I'm not a big uh, daredevil, if you will. And I don't think, you know, motorcycling classifies as that generally, (laughs) but uh, whenever I feel, you know, really confident or something, I want to grab, I want to get on a Harley and I want to ride. I've kind of joked with my wife one day, I'd love to have a motorcycle, I think every time I mention that, she says she wants to kill me. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, more power to you. Uh, I love it. Sounds like fun. We've met a well, lot Glennie, of great people. Yeah. Glennie, you're, you're off the hot seat. You have survived the lightning round. Oh, Congratulations. Good. So uh, as we close here, Glennie, you know, tell us what's it like for a, cl- a customer client to, to get started with you? How should they get a hold of you? Uh, if they're looking for for your services? Well, of course, we have our website, jaffepr.com. And uh, we're on all the social media, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. And you can find my profile at jaffepr.com. In fact, you can check out the entire team. There's about 20 of us. And we all, even though we're all legal marketing, we all have our own little specialty and area of Mm -hmm. focus that we bring to the table. So um, if someone doesn't need a business development coach, but they know they would love to have some training on social media, like what you brought up earlier and how can I be mm-hmm. an effective LinkedIn user? We've got a person for that. So that's good. Now I appreciate that, Glennie. And I'm, I'm going to take your advice to heart and uh, I'm going to be more intentional about sharing my genuine thoughts and things on LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, it's time to stop lurking, start getting out in front. So we'll do that. <laughs> yep. Well, Glennie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Uh, thank you for making the time that you're incredibly busy, um, and imparting some thoughts and wisdom here on the show. So thank you so much. Well, of course. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Wonderful. Well, we're going to have to have you back. Uh, we'll do a yearly check-in and just see how things are going. How about that? I would love to. That would be great. Awesome. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening to the Louder Co. Dallas-based innovators podcast. I'm Andrew Louder signing out. That's our show for today. We hope you took away something valuable. Be sure to visit LouderCo at louderco.com for more. Thank you again and stay tuned for more from Dallas-based innovators.